0: Change you want to see in the world. We've all heard this saying or something similar, and this episode's guests truly live this every day. JD and Rose live outside of Portland, Oregon, and run the Be the Change community, which is a virtual community of people from around the world interested and invested in making the world a better place. Like all of our guests, they're an inspiration and an example of how local action can have a global impact. I'm Jared Carpenter, and this is Wi-Fi and Water. Rose and JD, welcome to Wi-Fi and Water. How are you guys doing?
1: Hi, thank you for having us.
0: Doing well, thank you. We're going to just jump right in. Tell me about your project. Why did it start? How did it start? Where did it start? Who started it? Go.
1: Be the Change community initially started as Be the Change You Wish to See. It was just a girls group on Facebook. And I started it initially um, to create a network of women that were looking to better themselves, empower themselves. I started the group and it's like, well, what now? You know, (laughs) what do we do with this group? So I had a girlfriend at the time sit down with me and we kind of bounced some ideas off of each other. And she went home and I went off on a whole nother tangent. (laughs) And when we talked the next time, I was like, girl, this is what we're doing. And we decided that we were going to hit seven different areas of personal development Seven areas include mental, physical, emotional, social, spiritual, self, family, and goal development, plus women empowerment, health and wellness, and community service. So in doing this, I started giving the girls daily challenges where I'm kind of pushing them outside of their comfort zones. There's something that's pretty frequent every single week. It doesn't change, kind of gives them a challenge that they can know and expect and look forward to, as well as a daily challenge that kind of is a little bit more invasive um, in some senses. And uh, we don't see a lot of activity in a lot of those, but the girls tell me behind the scenes that they're doing these things and it's working. It's just breaking those girls outside of that shell and creating a safe space where they feel like they can finally talk to one another and, and socialize with one another and feel comfortable going into details about their life that maybe they wouldn't talk to about with any other person. So, we um, have created that community it's finally starting to work we're seeing um, an uptick in numbers We have people from all over the world joining we have Sydney Australia we've got Canada we've got Nigeria mm-hmm. <laughs> a bunch of different ones that have just popped up recently and um, it's just been so exciting to see that no matter where you are in the world there's women that are experiencing the same exact things it doesn't matter the lifestyle the the money, the religion, the race like,
2: And she still does this group too. Like she still does this women empowerment group as well. Uh, Be the Change just then kind of evolved once she really started pushing towards community outreaches of like picking up trash. Mm -hmm. And uh,
1: yeah, so it was uh, June of 2019. We started in April of 2019. And June, we did our first community cleanup. And Everybody from his work wanted to join. We had random people on the streets of Portland stopping and asking if they could join and help us. And homeless women stopped and grabbed a bag to Mm -hmm. help us. And it was just such a beautiful experience. We realized that it's far bigger than just a girls group on Facebook. And so from Be the Change You Wish to See, we became Be the Change Community. And that's where we started our outreach. And Mm -hmm. We've always just been a see a need, fill a need organization. So as things come to our attention, we take care of it, you
2: know, and. Or something we find passionate about, like tree plantings or something. We're like, you know what? That's that's something that we can leave for the next generation as well. And so it's definitely a see a need, fill a need. And what we feel that we need for our soul in order to, you know, feel accomplished and, and feel better about what we're doing. Uh, for the community and for the world for the earth you know
1: yeah, we want to be able to supply anyone everywhere with opportunities that they can tangibly change the world with their own two hands yeah. like things that are perceivable i can go out and pick up one piece of trash i can go out and pick up five minutes of my day you know i can pick up one bag just one bag like our friends
0: yeah i like that you refer to them as friends because that's you know, you guys being in Portland and I'm in Massachusetts, I'm in the North Shores, which means I'm north of Boston and they're on the South Shore. So they're south of Boston. And the fact that you say that you're, they're your friends, I mean, that is just really the beauty of the digital age in which we live.
2: Really? I
0: met you guys via them. I saw, I was like, oh, okay, well, let's be the change. Let me check them out. And now we're here talking and everything you're saying really resonates because today especially is a huge day in US history, being that it's the day when Kamala Harris, the first woman especially women of color, is now vice president. So it is a huge day for women empowerment. And I have so many friends who I've spoken with today who said something along the lines of, I was watching it and I just broke down. And I don't necessarily know exactly why or when, but Mm -hmm. I was just overwhelmed with seeing me there because the glass ceiling in some sense is broke. Obviously, one day we'll see a president, a female president. Absolutely. But today was a huge day. And so what's been the chatter on be the change on that side? What's it be the change you wish to see?
1: Um, We have been very quiet actually today so far. All the girls in there have been super quiet. There hasn't been a whole lot of chatter. You know, we're really focusing on a lot of ways that are very deep in our challenges. And I think that it's very taxing in some of the things that i'm giving them to do
2: it's tough <laughs> um, yeah revealing insecurities to a lot of random women around the world i mean i'm,
1: I'm trying to put you know. <laughs> these women in positions where they are um, extremely uncomfortable i want them to be comfortable with getting uncomfortable if that makes sense
0: it makes total um, sense what's a yeah. what's an example because now i want to know
1: <laughs> <laughs> so today's challenge we'll go into that As we continue to grow in the development of our goals and empowerment it's important to recognize even the smallest of wins. It is proven that when one's perspective is trained or retrained to look at the positive, other positives will start to happen in one's life. This can be due to a lot of different reasonings, but my favorite has to be the law of attraction. Defined, the law of attraction is a philosophy suggesting that positive thoughts bring positive result into a person's life while negative thoughts bring negative outcomes. This being said, check out the calendar below. Now, real growth is done in your own timeframe. If you like the idea of tackling one of these a day, do it. If you want to tackle just a few of these items on the list and focus on those, go for it. If you want to screenshot this and use it every month this year until you create new habits, more power to you. There is no right or wrong way to grow, and your growth is in your hands. And it's basically a list of like all different things that you can do every day of the month has a different thing that you can do to create a new, better habit in your life. Drink plenty of water, move your body every day, take your vitamins, clean your dishwasher once a month, learn a new skill.
2: Yeah. Ask for help when you need it, you know, swap your dish sponge, sponge once a month. Like there's something you add on every single day of the month. And so then it's like, you're kind of in this. It's like rotation and betterment
1: and i mean some of these are like not very comfortable reaching out to friends like a lot of us are very especially now with COVID, we've become yeah. so isolated
2: yeah physically. antisocial and mm-hmm. stuff
1: so i mean some of these are very like uncomfortable things go out in nature i try every tuesday to kind of get them to do something active go out and be physical move your body dance do yoga just go for a walk pick up a piece of trash like whatever it be So some of these things are are challenging. Where you know I'm not gonna want to get up and go out and pick up a piece of trash. Even me,
0: (laughs) I I, do these
1: five minute cleanups, and I'm like, oh, I have to go on this five minute cleanup. And then when I'm done, my heart is (laughs) filled, and I'm so just energized and full of life. And I feel like I have not only been able to give back to Mother Nature and I don't know spend some moments with her, but like actually truly honor you know our presence on this world and what we are here to do. We
2: Take responsibility for our time on this world.
1: We initially were here to be stewards of this land and to grow trees and to help the animals and aid things. And when you look back into Native American culture, a lot of what they teach is just so beautiful and brilliant. And, you know, we kind of really hope to restore a lot of that ancient culture and
2: that belief process of like...
1: Self-sustainability, take care
2: of everything. culture you know, cohabitate with nature. It's not; it shouldn't be the city and then nature. We should, we should share be. everything.
1: Our house is filled with plants. We try to bring, you yeah. know, like we just we're one with everything, and we we hope that we can kind of spread that light to others. Yeah. So
0: it's interesting that whenever we talk about nature and these types of things it's great to reference Native American culture because all the things that they've done, whether it's Native American culture in North America, in Central America with the Mayans, uh, the Incans in Peru, all the way down in the Southern Cone of Chile and Argentina where we're thinking about the Americas and the indigenous cultures, all of them saw mother nature as a neighbor and one that you would treat exceedingly well. And I remember this past year for Christmas seeing a meme and it was like, for Native American cultures, it wasn't how much you were able to, you know, at a time of, of gifting and loving. It was more about how much you could give and never about how much you could take.
2: Right. Okay.
0: So the, rich, the richest people in the village were those that could always give and those that always did give, not those that took anything. And that is something that I think gets lost especially in our Christmas period where it's just materialism and capitalism and Amazon this and this, that, and the other. And there's something that's really lost about giving and also giving things that maybe aren't material, giving my time to go pick up some trash, giving my time to go serve food to someone who maybe needs it, who doesn't have food. And I have food giving by planting a tree. And how have you guys seen be the change community evolved during COVID because some of the things you're talking about are so great to do during COVID that maybe, oh, going outside, making that a priority. Maybe before COVID, it was like, yeah, I'm going to go outside. Like I'm going to live life. But now with COVID, like you've been saying, we've become a lot more reclusive. I notice myself, I'll go to a pharmacy to pick up something and I'm in the aisle by myself and I have a mask on. I'm looking at something and then somebody else walks by and I'm like, whoa. That's another human that's really close to me. Because normally the people in my bubble, I choose, you know, I see my parents and I see my, my friend and his family and that's almost it. Like my bubble is very, very small. And so how have you seen the Be The Change community kind of evolve during COVID? And in some sense, I think it's a perfect thing that you had it before, because I'm sure whether it's helping the women that are all around the world or the community to, you know, help people volunteer, how has it evolved?
1: I think our biggest evolution through pandemic has been our expansion and relationships around the world. We are now, you know, working with some really incredible people all over the planet. And I just feel so blessed every time that I get onto our chat, we have a group called One Piece Army. I think Just One Bag had talked about them as well. That's actually where we met Just One Bag 2020.
0: Okay, that makes and, sense. That's yeah. all all tying in.
1: <laughs> and he started that um, beginning of pandemic, and I think we joined in about April, mm-hmm. and shortly thereafter met Just One Bag Twenty Twenty, and we've just created these friendships, you know, <laughs> like going back to friends.
2: We've kind of embraced like the Just One Bag, like kind of mentality of just uh, taking that as something you can do during COVID you know, because a lot of things that we started on was meal drives, you know, we'd go and we try and feed the homeless at the shelter. And now, you know, we're not able to do that anymore. Um, a lot of donation drives that we've tried, a lot of places don't want to accept anything just because of, you know, what's going on. So it, it's kind of turned into like, you know, what can we do just by ourselves? And it's like, you know, we could go down this street right behind our house that, teenagers will just throw their trash out like every day almost like it's incredible Mm -hmm. like how much stuff we find and so it's like okay we can go do that like let's go do that you know we have gone around and find little baby tree starters that we we're starting to grow and then we're gonna want to go around and plant those and stuff like it's things you could just do on nature walks or or just going around away from the public
1: yeah we just happen to be in the right place at the right time when uh, we were offered those little tree starters. I grew up in Arizona where nothing grows. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. And uh, growing up there and then coming here, I thought that I wasn't able, I didn't have that skill. That was something that I was never going to be good at. And Mm -hmm. I grow more plants than any of my friends now. I'm the person that people come to and ask questions about for plants and I still don't know what I'm doing.
2: So, so. Yeah, We're still learning everything. And like, we're getting into building things out of stuff that we've once had and recycling and even our toilet paper rolls. And
1: yeah, we do the she's doing this DIY
2: decorating party. virtual DIY that anybody can come to.
1: Oh, we did like cute little snowman bottle caps. Just glued them together, three little bottle caps, and painted it white and put a little snowman face on it and wrapped a little string around the neck for a, a scarf. And they're just cute little things that you can do like with the kids and deter those bottle caps from going into the landfill or deter it from going into the recycling waste management system that isn't even a perfect system yet. We don't know what we're doing or how to get rid of it fully. Trash doesn't go away, you know. There's so
2: many different numbers on plastic, and it's like they only want to take one, two, four, and six, but they don't want these. And only if it, what do we do? You know? Let's use it for crafts crafts or
1: or things that we can (laughs) do at home with the kids, like keep the kids satisfied. Instead of going out and buying all these toys and things, like keep them educated, keep them involved, Mm -hmm. be one-on-one with them, do these things that are going to expand their minds and help them learn skills that they can take into their life. I was very fortunate to have been raised with parents who were very involved in my life. And my mom homeschooled me kindergarten through second grade. And I was able to, you know, learn sewing and cooking and baking and, you know, all of these like home skills that kids aren't taught anymore. And these things that just go unnoticed and untrained and we reach our thirties and we're like, how do we do that? How do you sew something? How do you stitch a button onto your coat when it falls off?
2: Yeah. Cause we've grown into the mentality of it's, it's broken we should throw it away and go buy a new one like all of America like most of the world too and it's it needs to change to where something breaks you know fix it like there's patches for your jeans like there's buttons you could sew on like learn how to sew YouTube is a beautiful thing in that aspect man you can learn how to play Mozart on a piano you know like after enough time like you could do
0: anything <laughs> like, it's crazy I couldn't agree more when people come to me, And they asked me, oh, how'd you learn to do that? Like, for example, podcasting. I'm just like, well, actually, I want to go back to something you said because you're like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. That to me is so important because in order to be a master at something, I think you have to constantly be a student. And if we look at the late Kobe Bryant, he was always like, I'm not the best at this. I'm just trying to be the best student, essentially. I'm down to learn every day. I'll never think I know it all. And if you look at any professional in like the top of their game, whether it's athletics or something else, they're just the best people are the best students because they're humble enough to learn and they're dedicated and disciplined enough to put in the work every day and be consistent. I completely think that that's a beautiful philosophy that you have and just taking it one day at a time. And that whole, you know, learning to sew, I learned to sew too. My mother taught me how to sew as a kid. Even it was, it was literally just a button. One day she was like, oh, you can put that button back on. And she kind of showed me how, but then it was always also just like, yeah, you just keep putting it through the holes and putting it back through and buttons are really easy because there's a guide of the hole. Right. And even if you mess it up, as long as you start from the inside, you can tie it off and no one will know. Right. But we've totally lost that idea. And as I sit in my DIY studio
2: Yeah,
0: (laughs) this is how this is the deadening. And you can't see this if you're listening to this podcast, but this is cardboard, essentially, that Mm -hmm. I use to deaden the studio. And they're all around And Everything in here is secondhand. Literally everything in here, including the microphone that I got secondhand. Because I (laughs) and it's not from a place of I buy for a couple reasons. One, I would rather invest that money in something else. And two, there's so much crap out there that you don't need to do to buy anything new, I was actually just before we started recording, and this is why I was a little late tonight. So, thank you guys for being flexible. I was at my local thrift shop because I wanted to get a new pan for my kitchen because I have this huge saucepan, but I need a smaller one. And it is just amazing the gems. And if you're listening to this podcast, and maybe you guys do too, that is where I feel I'm on top of the world when I'm thrifting because every, all the pot, the possibilities are endless. And you know, when you buy it at secondhand and you're just giving it a little bit more life. So whether you're making that snowman and you're taking the caps and you're putting it on the toilet paper roll. And you guys also talked about the plastic problem in a really great way. I get frustrated by people that are just like, oh, just recycle it. I'm like, that is never the solution because the way we recycle things is not done well. And China stopped buying stuff about less than a year ago. And so we're essentially just taking most of our recycling and a lot of it gets put into the earth. We're landfilling or burning it. And we're getting, you know, gases out that we can use for energy. Either way, though, neither is a good long-term solution. And so how does Be the Change community kind of attack that?
2: Two weeks ago, actually, uh, I woke up on a Tuesday to my garbage trucks pulling through our neighborhood. And it was just one of those like alerts like, oh, my gosh, I didn't do it. And so I'm like out in my robe and I go running out and I have nothing in the trash can. And I go over to the <laughs> recycle and I have nothing in the recycle. Or, or if I do, it's like this much. It's it's just barely anything. And so then I look at the the dumpster dude who's like waiting for me. And I'm just like, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> you know, thanks. I, I don't need to use it. And I came in, I was like, man, we did a really good job at reducing our waste. So
1: I've been taking our cardboard and our paper and anything paper or compostable that way and i've been separating it into bins and we just did our virtual diy night excuse me for january that was journals for january we made our own paper out of paper
0: you made and your so, own paper
1: yeah
2: yeah so oh, we're, we're okay. picking all all the paper from like
1: cereal boxes and everything and everything <laughs>
2: everything just uh tabloids or, or uh
1: I made four separate pulps. So I did a cardboard. Yeah. I did a, um, like the newspapers or the ads that you get from like your grocery stores. Sure. Sure. Um, I did that. Which all is endless. Yeah. Unless you get those every week and you know, there's coupons in there and stuff that go to complete waste, which is another thing that we do. I clip out the coupons and I will go around the grocery stores and just put them for people to find as a random act of kindness. We call them. <laughs> of change that anybody can do if if we don't
2: use it it's like we don't use this deodorant but someone might and we'll put it right on the front so whoever
1: they get two dollars off your
0: deodorant a lot of people do the they pay for something in the drive-through or back in the day when we didn't have the tolls where you just drive under and everyone has a car to take your license plate i remember my father growing up he would pay for the toll going over the tobin bridge in boston which is like a huge bridge but that is brilliant
1: I have to give uh, that one to um, Random Rack of- Ninja, he's yeah. called. He's aok together, aok underscore together on Instagram, and um, he's created a an acts of kindness game, basically, and it's really? of things that you can do every day. It's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. I think it's in Kickstarter right now, starting stages, and just we're so excited to get this game from him, and have kind of been in contact with him, and he gives us little challenges every now and then and we kind of create our own acts of change in the meantime and so that's not me that's him
0: <laughs> I will I will look him up and I'll tag him also when we put the episode up but let's go back tell me about the paper what's the end product of the paper and why the paper
1: I wanted to do something for January that could kind of be again going back to the girls group something we could utilize that would be efficient in healing our mind and body and soul and journaling is a huge way to outlet you know release and vent and get things out and what better way to do it than on something that you made and put your own love and hard work into so that's why we chose paper for January and I just had an abundance of paper stacking up so I was like what do I do
2: (laughs) besides cutting it up it is very easy
1: you know uh, I co-host the virtual DIY nights with Mariel McIntosh of Blooming Arts and Solutions for a Better World And she was just blown away. She's like, this is your first time doing this? And you're just going to do this (laughs) on camera? I was like, girl, like, I always say, like, every single one of our Be The Change posts pretty much says, don't follow me, walk beside me. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, let's create a new path together. Mm. Figure this out together. So trial and error. And that's the only way that you're going to get good at anything is by trying it and failing and then succeeding.
0: We're here talking about paper, but let's go super macro. What's something that you guys have discussed and maybe you've never said out loud or shared with other people that you want to do in the next five years to leave for a hundred years. You something like, obviously the trees would be a good example, but is there something that you've thought about that? Hey, is that even possible for us to do? Because I think we've all asked those questions in whatever project or even in our life, like that's something I want to do, but is that even possible? I mean, like, you're really on the frontier of like dreaming Elon Musk, you know, I'm going to bring him up and he's controversial for many people, but there was a point where he was like, can I take people to the moon? Can I basically create buses to the moon? And I'm sure even in, when he said that out loud, people were like, even he was like, uh, that sounds really crazy. But now we see he's getting, you know, substantially yeah. closer. Cause mm-hmm. as you guys said, it's just like, if you do something every day, you'll get closer to your end goal. So is there something that be the change community, has thought about that would be like it's...
1: I'm a dreamer. I'm a Pisces. I'm a water sign. I live I, in my dreams.
0: I'm also a Pisces. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know if you listened to the end of episode 32 where I talked about the Capitol Ride, but I end it with John Lennon's Imagine. Yes. That I'm a dreamer and I'm not the only one. So you're...
1: Yeah. I, I live in my dreams and I feel like that is where I thrive. And all of what this has been is a dream you know, it's a dream come true. It's what everything that I'm have tried to accomplish everything that I've sat back and said, like, okay, what's the next step for us, I need x, y, and z, you know, and put it down on paper for myself, and then literally put it out into the universe asking for those things. And those things just magically fall in my lap. I feel like with great intent and purpose, you are bound to be successful. And whatever your goal and dream is, and we. We have a lot of dreams for Be The Change.
2: We do. One of mine is to actually educate youth. I would, I'd really love to be able to go around. You know, that question is, what What are we going to leave for the next 100 years? Mm-hmm. And it's so daunting when you really like look at everything that needs to change in the world, pollution and the ocean and forestation and all these things. It's, it's crazy. And so, yeah, you sit there and you're like, what can we do? And we've been feeling that education, that knowledge of not only where this should go, but like where it goes, you know what I'm saying? Like what happens when you just drop your candy wrapper, when you're on the soccer field, like what happens to that piece? You know, where does it go? And it's, it's just one of those things that I feel I wasn't really raised in that information kind of aspect. Like, yeah, littering was bad and all that, but there was no like, people coming over and like, look, let's, let's do this. Like who likes to live in a dirty area? Do you like to live in a dirty house? You know, it's like, why are you treating your, your bigger house, the planet, you know, just like that. And so I would really like to, to get more into the youth and educate them because they're our next step. You and know? I'm fully
1: on board with that. I feel like awareness is one of the biggest keys to change. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're unaware of something, you can't change it. If you are aware of it and it's presented in front of you with fact and and evidence and it's kind of hard to turn a blind eye to that. And then there defines you as a person, you know, what what kind of person are you going to be? Are you going to turn a blind eye to that or are you going to take action?
0: Whether you voted for the Kamala Harris ticket, sorry, the the Kamala Harris, the Biden-Harris ticket or not, we have a change now in the country. And for some of the country, there's some real optimism. For some of the country, maybe there's not some optimism what would you two say if you could sit down with Biden and Harris, what would be the thing that you would go to them and say, this is the thing we really want to invest in. And this is not an easy question because there are a thousand things that are like moving targets. Right. But if you had to go in and have a five minute presentation with the new VP and, and POTUS, what would be the thing that you would hopefully try to put in front of them, especially as Pacific Northwesterners, because for people on this side of the coast, we're, when, when I look at the, the, you know, the Pacific Northwest, I'm just like, I'm so worried about your trees because every year we look over and it's hard for us on this side of the world where Massachusetts is like really tiny for us to maybe understand the magnitude of how much is being burned year on year. So would it be something like that? Or is there something else that you think is really pressing
1: for me going to be changing the way, the way that we look at our resources and what resources we are using. There has been proven that if you grow hemp, you can make insulation, you can make bricks to build these, these homes for the homeless. They're already doing this. This is stuff that's already being done. Um, And they're building these like almost indestructible homes for Mm -hmm. the homeless um, at very, very low cost by building it with these hemp materials, changing our plastics to more eco-friendly plastics. Like we have all the sources to move away from plastic and to move away from these things that are so toxic for our environment, for our health, for the ground that we're putting it into. You know, all these beams and posts and asphalt and just a lot of this is not not good for our earth. So the resources I think would be my biggest takeaway and what I would want them to focus on like hey we we can use eco-friendly plastics we can use hemp plastics we can use hemp bricks we can you know and we can grow these are things that we can grow ourselves <laughs> That grow as weeds you know especially in the pacific northwest it's like a wildfire mm-hmm. out here like a bamboo you know use bamboo bamboo is a huge one we follow um, and work closely with uh, bamboo brush I don't know if you've heard of them Yep. yeah they're amazing people they're doing wonderful things for the world and creating waste management systems in places that don't have them yet. And we personally have a branch in Nigeria, Africa that we, they don't have waste management there outside of Abuja. And so we're trying to find a way to work with bamboo brush and create some sort of waste management system outside of that major city for Paul's sake, because Paul is our leader out there and he is just drowning in plastic and drowning in trash. And yeah, so much. They um, dispose of it by lighting it on fire because they don't have another choice, you know, and he spent seven hours in the African sun digging a seven foot hole for a neighboring town so that they could have somewhere to store their, their dump basically and put their trash. And the things that he's doing out there is so amazing. And I know that there's so many undeveloped countries that need that. And, you know, being able to collaborate with these companies who are already working with these resources and finding solutions to the problem like let's stop investing it into plastic and let's start investing it into bamboo let's start investing it into hemp let's start investing it into these things that are going to sustain our world give us oxygen you know in the meantime it grows back fast you can harvest it and it pops right back up like let's start using resources that are sustainable and being sustainable
2: I would say that we should focus probably more on the agricultural side of America. Farming outdoors, I mean, it's it's great, but we're, uh, we're destroying the, the soil. It takes a long time. You know, there's uh, so many companies now that are working with indoor food production where they do vertical integration and everything's under like super LED lights that are so close to the sun. And it takes up old warehouses that are in a city. And that would then provide space for us to give back to the earth because we've taken up way more than what we should have of all of our forests, of all of our natural wildland and our habitats. I don't know
1: about you, but like our city, even outside of the city, there is hundreds of empty buildings, massive mm -hmm. empty buildings just sitting there. It's like, why can't we repurpose these buildings and grow food?
2: Grow food for the city. Each city could have five buildings growing
0: for that city. I was speaking with my buddy we actually run a soccer podcast shout out jeff, jeff. how many podcasts do you have man <laughs> this too, Just too just two. but i was talking with jeff and we've been friends since high school and he works for a town up here and he's the energy i call him the energy czar but he works with the town and he gets people to you know invest in solar to change their light bulbs to get better insulation do all these types of things he was one of the first people i know to drive an electric car We're very aligned on that level, aside from just also being fans of soccer and friends since high school. And he and I were brainstorming the other night because every single area in the United States, maybe not every single area, but many areas in the United States already have these buildings set up, even if they're not just abandoned buildings. Mm -hmm. And what we call them now is we call them malls. malls Mm -hmm. are going to be gone in the next 10 years and Mm -hmm. it would be great if we use malls for a bunch of different things and he and I are literally making a list because we're we're kind of fascinated by it but one of the cool things would be making like you're saying the vertical integration of indoor agriculture and essentially making food banks because I'm sure you guys have seen kiss the ground kiss the ground the stat when it said we have 60 harvests left you're kind of like well I'll be alive. Hopefully when that happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it just all of a sudden made me think like, am I, are we living interstellar? You Mm -hmm. know, the line where Michael Caine's like the last to die from starvation will be the first to suffocate. And I'm just kind of like, oh wow, we really need to do something. So whether it's focusing on the soil, focusing on agriculture or plastics, they're both obviously intersectionally related Mm -hmm. in the way that they have to do with the world that we live in. Where can people, if they want to be a part, if they want to volunteer, if There's a woman listening who wants to join your group. How can they be a part of that? Should they follow you on Instagram, follow you on Facebook? You probably have a bunch of different pages. Do you want to take the time and do some shout outs?
1: Yeah, I um, can give you the Linktree link. So our Linktree has um, all, all of our branches are in there that we have so far. That's Calgary, Canada, Nigeria, Africa, and our Portland and surrounding hubs. We have Eugene and Bend as well. In on the Oregon side, and then we're working on Phoenix, Arizona, right now. Um, Northern New Jersey, New Jersey, California, and we're hoping to just expand to you know as many states and countries and nations as we possibly can, and just bring this opportunity to as many people as we possibly can. We're open to you know all it takes as a leader and. If you email me and you tell me you want to do it, I'm going to find a way.
2: Right. <laughs> and we're be the change community. You know, it's, it's not just go pick up this trash or go plant this tree. Like we want to be the change that we wish to see. And that literally starts with us I'm sincerely and starts here with you. Like
1: 24 hours and a day, I answer my phone. And I, yeah. so, like, so branches, branches are on there. Um, our events are on there. Our Facebook is on there. Our Instagram is on there. We've got our women's group link is on there. Our website is there for people who don't have the social medias. We have a wish list on our link tree where people can go and purchase things and send those to us. We accept those kind of donations, but we just can't accept anything financially. Our partners and affiliates are on there. All of our like media publications and podcasts and like all of that stuff. So we'll (laughs) definitely put you in there under Uh that. Yeah, they can find anything and everything they need from that one link make it easy for them.
0: Okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, JD, Rose, thank you for joining me all the way from outside yeah. of Portland, Oregon. And I hope you guys have a good night.
2: You as well. Thank, thank you, you so very much. You. Man.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Wi Fi and Water. And be sure to check out our Instagram and Facebook pages at Wi Fi and Water Podcast to see a video of Rose making paper from scraps and be sure to click the link in our bio to learn more about the Be The Change community. Finally, please know that Rose and I connected after recording and she shared with me that her dream for the Be The Change community is to create a real community where people can grow their own food, create stuff, and live consciously and connected with nature. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.